Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host Sara Davison shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guests are James and Claire Davis. Claire and James, best known as the Midlife Mentors, are the husband and wife team behind a multi-award winning coaching and fitness company, 38 Degrees North, which was founded 10 years ago in Ibiza. The couple have a highly successful five-star rated midlife wellness podcast, The Midlife Mentors, designed to lift the lid on their no-nonsense approach to health and happiness. They also help transform lives from the inside out through the Midlife Method eight-week program for body, mind, and soul. The method teaches midlifers how to lose belly fat for good, regain control, and live a better quality of life without making huge sacrifices. The couple's science-based approach, leveraging their backgrounds in psychology, coaching, and NLP, empowers individuals with the tools to make positive, sustainable changes to their lives. Now, I actually went to school with James and have known him for over, wait for it, 30 years. And I had the pleasure of meeting Claire when I attended one of their pop-up boot camps in the UK, shortly after you guys got together, I think. This is the second marriage for both of them. So they know what a roller coaster divorce can be. And it will, of course, be great to get both a male and female perspective on breakups, dating again, and what makes a great relationship second time around. So a very warm welcome to you both. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank We're you, so darling. Thrilled to be here. What an intro. Thank I you. know. Thank you so, so much. I need to make an edit, though. I'm going to lay myself bare right from the beginning. This is my third marriage. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, that makes it even more interesting. Yes. <laughs> Life just gets more interesting with that fact, doesn't it? I also need to put a correction in. You know, school was only about 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you were the year above me. I'll just point that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, listen, guys, I know you have a really successful midlife mental podcast and lots of people know who you are but for those of people tuning in who haven't heard of you and what you do tell us a little bit about yourselves right now we are the midlife mentors so we specialize in midlife health and happiness and we kind of drew on that from our experience running our fitness retreats in Ibiza and started working with people we noticed like clients were presenting with similar kinds of issues so although we we're working very much on the physical there's a lot of mindset work and emotional work and that's really underpinned our approach like using a science-based approach to look at workouts look at the mindset and basically work on changing unhelpful habits to more helpful ones over over time and instill people with a positive and optimistic mindset it's what we were seeing with a lot of our friends at, at middle age kind of going well this is kind of it now this is like how my body's going to be it's how my life's going to be uh, there's nothing to aim for it's kind of a downward trajectory and we're like not at all not at all the opposite is true this is like embrace the second age yeah it's about like making sure that your quality of life it's not just the longevity of your life but making sure the quality of the, the rest of your life 
is as amazing as it possibly can be. And we just wanted to support midlifers on that journey. Yeah, I mean, people will look at you both and say, wow, look at them, glowing Adonises of health, fitness, bags of energy. You know, it's easy for them. Now, I know it hasn't always been that way, guys, has it? No. I'll let you go first, Claire. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, obviously, you know uh, my story. Um, but I oh, had really bad body image for a really long time. I went through lots of various traumas and ups and downs in my life, of my own making, pretty much, you know, big dramas and things, taking responsibility there. But then I was put on antidepressants and I was eating too much, drinking too much and just went onto a downward spiral. And it was actually um, me discovering I wasn't always into fitness. I'm like, James, I wasn't always into fitness at all. I hated it. You know, um, being bullied at school as well, just like sports was just the worst thing for me. So I hated it. But then when I rediscovered it, I realized that the, the way I felt and the confidence that came back into my life from being strong from the inside out, that I was hooked on that. I came off the antidepressants and then I was hooked on helping other people do the same. So it's a beautiful thing to be able to, to bring some of like the psychology and the NLP stuff that I was already doing into the fitness world as well. So, yeah, it wasn't always like that for me at all. <laughs> what um, you see is not what I was. Amazing no, I was, Yeah, I was going to get that quite a lot, actually. People people go, oh, yeah, well, it's easy for you. Look at, look at who you are. But actually... Uh, the way we are is down to a lot of hard work and, and choices, you know, and, and easy. Do you know what easy would be just sitting on the couch and, eat, and eating pizza, watching TV? That's easy, but it's not taking us to where we want to go or, or being the people we want to be. So it's about the choices you make and making it part of your lifestyle. And then once, once you make it part of your lifestyle, it doesn't feel like a chore. It's just, it's just the way you live. And then it, it does become easy in a way. It's not easy for anyone right at the beginning. It's really hard to get out of our own patterns of behaviour and downward spiral. And you don't need to do everything all at once. You know, it's just about taking one step forward at a time yeah. and reaching out and just making that step forward because you believe life is, you know, worth it and that you're worth it on some level. A little bit of faith. <laughs> a little bit of faith. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people going through breakups will turn to food and alcohol maybe as a crutch to to dull the those negative emotions. Because, I mean, we've got to face it, it is painful. You guys have been there. You know how painful it is. And now it's news to me, but you're on your third marriage. So you've been through it twice already, Claire. So yeah. having been through that, you know that sometimes it's not easy, is it? When you're going through that massive overwhelm and someone says, come on, you've got to be healthy. It helps. And I'm a big one. I support that. Absolutely. But people said <laughs> to go, Sarah, it's so hard. Mm. What would you say? It is, it is so hard. And, you know, obviously your self-worth is on the floor. Your self-esteem is on the floor. All I would say is, is pretty much what I've just said. It's like, actually just do something. You don't need to change the world. You don't need to ask necessarily how it's all going to work out. Don't keep like pushing, pushing, pushing. Just try one thing just for a couple of weeks. It might just be going outside and getting some fresh air for a walk or something. Just start moving your body and start kind of I suppose nurturing your body and respecting it a little bit more. So instead of turning to the booze, which is what I did, I 100%, that's why I put on so much weight. It was actually the alcohol. Actually just going, okay, um, I'm drinking every single night right now, just making those little tiny changes and saying, maybe I'm not going to drink for two nights this week. So it's about those small little habits that we start changing over time. Not expecting the world to allow yourself to feel 
feel what you're feeling. Don't try and block it out. Don't try and run from it. But just try and do something positive with your health, whether it's the food, the nutrition, the exercise or both at the beginning and don't expect too much of yourself. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Small steps at the beginning because you're going to be a massive overwhelm anyway. And I know a lot of my listeners that are in those initial throes of going through a breakup. And I just wonder what yours was like. I mean, some of our listeners will have not seen it coming. It will have completely blindsided them and they're reeling from the shock. And then other people have seen it coming. It doesn't take away the pain, but now it's happening. They're having to face that reality. How did your marriages break down and did you see it coming? Well, my one I definitely didn't see coming. You know, in hindsight, you can kind of go, oh, well, maybe this or maybe that. But at the time, it was a complete shock to me. Um, and then I was left in quite an uncertain place for a long time as well, not really knowing what was going on, what was happening, where we're going to salvage it, where we're not, which was, you know, I say to people, if you think there's something worth there, then, then give it a go. But there comes a point where I think for your own sanity, you can't stay in a place of uncertainty for a prolonged period of time. So it doesn't make it any easier or any less painful. Um, uh, yeah, I to- totally know what, what people go through and, and how hard it is and how hard it can be to make decisions as well. Because you become so clouded with the kind of trauma and the stress of what's happening with you 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 can't even think straight or make decisions or you make them but then you're trying to second guess them afterwards yeah and you were trying to run a business at the same time james i I was indeed running a business at the same time and luckily i had a great team around me who who really stepped up and i'll always be thankful to them for that Um, they kind of really looked after me which which was great but yeah i had the stress of of running a business and dealing with it with a breakup um it was a yeah tough time i always admire james so 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 much so so much for what he went through i think that's like such respect that i have for him because um you know obviously we're going to talk about this but i didn't know him beforehand so um yeah it was huge respect for what he went through i think for me i on both both my marriages before this i always giggle to myself both marriages before this I, I kind of, I suppose, knew on some level that they weren't quite right, but I've always loved love. And I've always been such a romantic. And I think I've always felt like I'm too much. I'm not meaning ill will of what I, these, the two men that I married before, but I think I kind of married them compromising slightly and because I thought that I was too much to handle and I was too difficult and I'm too wild and I'm too this and I'm too that and luckily I found someone in James that loves my wildness my fierceness my going out there and being bold in the world so and I didn't think that existed which is why I think I I settled to a degree and they probably did as well and I mean neither of them ended well they were they both ended badly. We're not friends or anything now. Um, and it got messy, as most of them do. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just very lucky that I, I've got someone that accepts me as I am. And I, do, I don't feel like I need to compromise anymore. So any people that are listening out there that feel like they're in a, a relationship where they have grown in themselves or that they compromised even at the beginning, I understand what it feels like to feel that you won't find someone that completely understands you, but you will. Yeah, and I think that's really good advice, Claire, that, you know, obviously being yourself is absolutely vital to moving forward, isn't it? I mean, you can't look for someone else to fill the gaps in you because that is never a recipe for success, is it? 
No, and I think that's, you know, any women that are listening out there, I just, you know, we do get told a lot of the time that we're too strong, we're too independent, we're too, yeah, we're too fierce, we're too much, we're just too much. And so we dim our light a little bit and then we get into relationships that I suppose match the fact that you've dimmed your light a little bit and what you're what they're seeing is not what you really are. And then that builds resentment within you. And they didn't even know necessarily that you were dimming your light. Yeah. And I think that's very true. I mean, you can, you can become somebody else, the person that they want you to be, but that isn't sustainable long-term. It's damaging. I mean, it's damaging for both parties, but you know, it can chip away at your self-confidence and you lose touch with your own identity, I think. So when you come out, you're not the person you were when you went in. Yes, exactly. I was about to say that, actually. It's quite interesting. You know, a, a relationship that is a long one, inevitably, you do end up compromising to some degree on, on some aspects. When you come out, it really can leave you with a, with a loss of, of self-identity. You're like, well, who am I now? And suddenly I'm alone when I was in a partnership. And um, like Claire was saying now, I think a lot of people can have even if they haven't come out of a relationship, do this thing of trying to look for the person that's that's going to fill in the gaps for them or complete them. I like to encourage people to, to do the work yourself, on yourself first, complete yourself. Because once you do that and you know yourself and you forge a new identity, then find the person that complements you, not completes you. And I do have to do a little footnote here. Even then, guys, I'm keeping it completely real. Your baggage will still rear its ugly oh, head and kick you up the bum a million times when you first start a new relationship and ours was definitely like that from the outside it looked like a bed of roses but the baggage we dragged into the relationship even though we'd done a lot of work on ourselves was massive and we had to work through that together that's really interesting actually because you know i think a lot of people look at relationships from the outside and think gosh those guys are so happy and they you know that is so easy but all relationships take work don't they oh completely oh. i mean you you have to invest in relationships like and here's a crazy crazy thing right you know um we're all used to the idea of uh, investing in our career investing in our in our finances investing in our health even but a lot of people seem to reach a point where i'm in a relationship but then once I'm in it, I kind of like, I just let it flow. But it's something that has to be worked at all the time. And you have to put, you know, time and effort is the investment and love into it to make it work over the long term. I think you end up knowing yourself a lot more. I think you, when you've done a lot of the self-awareness work after divorce and you have put the effort into getting to know yourself and you spent some time alone, but then you go into a relationship again, that's when you get to know yourself again on a whole nother level, another level that you didn't know existed because there's someone staring you back in the face with all the ugly bits you still don't like about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you guys talk a lot about mindset, don't you? What do you mean by that when you're talking about your midlife mentorship program? You talk about mindset. Um, so a big thing for us people is, uh, I mentioned at the start there, a lot of people we see kind of think that they're stuck or they feel stuck or they're on a downward trajectory now. And it's like, actually, like, no, you know what? Let's start having a more positive outlook of life. Let's start instilling gratitude. Let's do work on our own beliefs about who we are, our self-identity. It's this thing, you cannot outperform your self-identity. And this is why people in inverted commas fail at things all the time. Like, for example, a diet. They might do a diet. 
and they lose some weight. Lose some weight, but then you know, six months later, the weight's come back on. They do another diet. But somewhere in there, there's there's a deeply held belief that their identity is aligned with someone that cannot lose and keep that weight off. So we have to go in and start looking at the internal mechanism, do the internal work, which is a lot harder actually in the physical. Like doing workouts and watching what you eat isn't isn't that hard compared to going in and actually addressing yeah. your your mindset, but Doing those mindset reps will pay the biggest dividend over time for the long term. So it's actually like shifting your behavior and your beliefs about yourself. And you get to model, you know, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? And start working towards that. So the world is a reflection of what we think it is. So what we're believing and telling ourselves inside is reflected in our external circumstances. And we always say that actually it's 80% mindset 20% actually doing people have got that completely skewed right around the wrong way they think if I do 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 I'm going to think differently about the world and myself but it's actually the complete other way around we need to have a certain mindset aligned with those actions in order to get the success and the results that we want so that's why the mindset thing is essential to our program yeah, you're so right. I mean, you do have to fix what's going on in your own head. Like, I know a lot of people will be asking questions like, what's wrong with me? And why doesn't he or she love me anymore? Yeah, and those things are going to keep you stuck. So you're absolutely right. You have to take control of what you're programming your own your own brain with, really, don't you, to, get, to be able to move forward. And I think one of those things is fear of moving forward. And that's why people get stuck, because their mindset will be, well, I've been hurt. So there's no way I'm going to date again. I've got a client at the moment who's like, I hate all men. There's no way I'm ever dating again. Now, I know obviously you guys came out of your marriages and then went on. Did you date? How did you meet? How did you find each other? What's the secret for moving on? <laughs> oh, well, it's an interesting story. I think we met, oh my goodness, years and years before we started dating, years before obviously um, James broke up with his ex and I was actually just about to get married for the second time. So that's when we first met in Ibiza. Um, so that's when we first met. And the strange story is, is that my relationship, my marriage didn't obviously last very long. And I broke up with him and we found out through the grapevine and actually friends in common that James had also split up with his ex. But not from, until months after it happened. No, so we didn't know that we were both going through like a really, really difficult time. I was so surprised about James' breakup. Like I remember thinking, my gosh, that's crazy. So it even shocked me. I know James was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. It's all about me. I was shocked. So, and then we did start dating, but that ended in disaster as it well, did. didn't it? I was horrid to him because... Because of exactly what you said, I'd just been hurt so much. I was just completely shut down. I really liked him, but I honestly didn't have the capacity even then to really feel. My heart was so cold that I was just going through the motions, if I'm honest. And I know that I can say that we've had this conversation and it wasn't until you know I also listened to the advice of some friends that didn't want us to friends in inverted commas that didn't want us to get together so a lot of stuff was against us getting together so I kind of listened to some of that some of the girls saying oh you know Claire blah 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 
So I wasn't very nice to you. I actually stood you up. You did stand me up. And then obviously we, did, we didn't date. Mm. And then we, that went on for a few months. And then by chance, I was in London and Claire said, I'll come and meet you. I was like, yeah, right. I asked him <laughs> so what I, I said. I'll, I'll be here. I think fully she won't turn up, but she turned up. And uh, we went from there. I mean, within, within weeks, she's moved to Ibiza. Yeah. Given up her life and moved to Ibiza. And yeah, the rest is... History. I think for me, again, for anyone listening out there, I didn't mean to, but I think I was testing the boundaries and that's not something I advise you to do consciously, but subconsciously. He stayed there as my mate. Even though I hurt him so badly because of what he had been through, he could see, this is what I'm saying about people seeing you for who they are and accepting you for who they are, who you are. He saw through all of that way more than I could. I didn't know why I was behaving like some horrible, nasty cow. But you could, and he stayed there, and he was really, really, like, so supportive and just a really loving friend. And I just remember asking him for a date, that date, and I just took ages getting ready. It was so exciting. I could feel my heart thawing out, and I was so excited to go and see him, and then I got rained on completely, just drenched. I was like, that's just typical. The one time I've made an effort to go and see him, and then the rest is, well, the rest isn't history. It got interesting after that as yeah, well, didn't it? <laughs> so ups and downs. Do you think, though, that you've learned lessons from the past relationships, that you're doing things differently, or maybe you're looking for different things in each other, which is why it's working better this time around? I think definitely, like, you know, if you've come from a relationship that hasn't worked out, um, I think it's inevitable you'll spend some time analysing that and uh, for me it was like what was my role in that and what could I do differently next time because the most important thing as is, is human beings is that that we learn you know I like to think there's there's no failures there's only learnings so um definitely I think in this relationship we're a lot more conscious of each other's triggers we communicate a lot more we speak a lot more we're a lot more open about how we feel um and remember to have fun because oh, if we've got another an extra challenge i think it is unusual for couples and that we work together in the same business that we run together so we're really careful on that about you know this is when work ends this is when we're, we're back on personal time because we don't want those boundaries to become blurred it's not easy and sometimes we get it wrong yeah sometimes we're not great at it but we recognize we're not great at it and i think that's the thing you recognize your own triggers you recognize your own patterns of behavior and that's what I'm saying. You learn about yourself through the other person. And I, I mean, I'm a very passionate kind of very, and you know, my fuse was always so, so short. I, I recognize that now in my past relationships, my fuse was always really, really short. And I know James is probably sniggering going, oh, it still is, but it, it, to a degree, obviously, but it is, I'll always hold my hands up for that. I, I bring it back down and it's far less than I used to be. And I bring it back down because I know that's my stuff. This is my stuff. It has got nothing to do with James. And when I own that, and when I ask myself, do I really want to prove a point here or do I just want to be happy? Do I want to prove my point or do I want to be happy? And it's always, okay, now I just want to be happy. Yeah. Do you think that's what the secret of a successful relationship is then? The compromising and just being consciously aware of your behaviour? I think about being consciously aware. Because I think you know, as human beings, we, we tend to project a lot. And like Claire said there, bringing awareness to it and going, 
oh, is that actually something Claire's done or is doing? Or is that actually my shit that I'm bringing into it? And a lot of the time you realize that's just me and my shit. So like, why are we even locked into this argument to just go, you know what? This is my stuff. I'm totally sorry about that. Let's have an amazing afternoon. And I think it's really important to have that kind of self-awareness, which is why I, you know, I say to people that are going through or have gone through a divorce, is do spend that time getting to know yourself because building that level of awareness will pay you dividends when you go to your next relationship. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And your midlife method program, tell us about that because that's a great way of getting back in tune with yourself, isn't it? Yes, I think what we were talking about self-identity, the reason I actually ended up getting into, I said at the beginning about my story, the reason I ended up doing what I do now and integrating all those bits, the mindset, the emotion, even kind of like the soulful stuff and the fitness is because when you lose your self-identity, your self-esteem, your self-worth, like I did, um, and obviously like James did with his uh, breakup, just getting back into your body and building some strength in, in your body. If there's one thing you can do when everything else is out of control, when everything else in your life is up in the air, that is the one thing that you can start rebuilding is that self-esteem. And I promise when you start doing that by just exercising a little bit more, nurturing that body a little bit more, your mind starts to respond, your emotions start to respond and you start to heal. You start to heal through the body because when you're in that, your thoughts are all over the place. You can't, it's very, very difficult to segregate what's going on. It's just all over the place. But that, that little bit of time that you focus on exercising and getting that serotonin kick, it's just a little bit of relief that you need at that time from getting out of your head and your heart and getting into your body. That's, yeah, absolutely. I love that. What about people who are listening and go, yeah, but I just, I'm not, I don't like going to the gym and that all sounds like a lot of hard work. Well, the good news is, like, you know, so we're going to talk about exercise and fitness and working out. We encourage everyone to do that. It's got obvious health benefits. This, with our program, we design a bespoke pro- workout program for the individual. So, um, and obviously, at the moment with COVID, a lot of those are home based. So, people are doing body weight or just with kettlebells or resistance bands. But if they're not really feeling that they want to do that kind of level of work, you know, we have an honest discussion about what their body goals might be like if they don't want to do that kind of work, um, but can design other activity for them. Mm. And I say the main takeaway for that is that it's interesting. We, we designed it primarily, I guess, as a, as a body transformation program. But mm, as like we've that. run it and everyone's gone through it, it's, it's the emotional and the mindset stuff that changes. Because like, you've got your own workout program. There's nutritional coaching dripping through. So people are like actually changing their eating and drinking habits over time. And every week we have like a, a mindset module where they're working on different areas like communication skills, um, beliefs, self-identity, managing stress with like exercise and stuff. So by the time the eight weeks is finished, yes, they've got physical results, but they all talk about the emotional and mental positive results they get as a result. Mm, it's about regaining control of every element of their life, basically. And I think that's that's the beautiful thing about the program is seeing those people just regain their sense of self and sense of optimism for the future, basically. And 
for for me particularly, I know for James as well, but for me particularly, like helping people build a healthy relationship with food was massive because it's something I struggled with for so long. It was the enemy. Diet after diet after diet, yo-yo dieting, and you just end up feeling worse every single time and piling all the weight back on. So it was really important to have people coming out of it going, oh my goodness, I now have a healthy relationship and a healthy attitude towards food. Yeah, the biggest thing about it is having people in it. And by like, you know, week week five, they're like, wow, I had this weekend away where I knew I was going for like a big meal and drinks and stuff. And for the first time in my life, I just didn't stress about it. I just enjoyed it because I know what, what how I'm going to like balance it out in the week following and with, with my other food and my exercise. And you actually just, yeah, it's really amazing to, to change people's mindset like that. That is. And I think a lot of people listening would have, if your relationship is breaking down, has been for a period of time, you can find that you turn to food. So by the time you get to the end and the actual breakup, you've put on weight. And then that again puts you off dating because you really don't even like what you look like. And I think getting naked with someone new, especially if you're coming out of a relationship, is the most terrifying thing ever, right? And if you haven't been looking after yourself, then maybe this program is exactly what people need. So where can they find out more about it? Well, uh, if you go to themidlifementors.com, you can find all the info there and ways to contact us. And then we also have a free Facebook group, the Midlife Mentors Community. Uh, people can join there. We're dropping like content in there all the time. We do like little live coffee mornings where we answer questions. So I'd say those are the two main, main ways yeah. to make contact with us. And of course, listen to our podcast as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love your podcast. I was a guest on it as well. So thank you for that. You were. Definitely you were. guys go check out that episode. That's yeah. amazing. One of the most listened to episodes. Seriously, one of the, I think it was number two of the most listened to episodes um, down from Fear. <laughs> How to overcome fear, which. Wow. Gosh, I didn't know that. It's, it says a lot actually about the kind of what people are going through in mm. midlife. You know, we're talking about nutrition and sugar and here and that. Second, uh, second one was yours divorce and the top one was fear you know yeah. like this insane sense of fear and anxiety yeah and it's also interlinked you know fear of being alone fear of dating you know fear of changing anything you know fear of speaking to new people fear of being a single parent you know there's so many things that come up with a breakup and divorce but one thing that i know you guys absolutely nail is the happiness factor and you know this podcast is heartbreak to happiness and it's all about you know when you've gone through those tough traumatic times how do you turn it around and and you guys definitely have what i call sparkle you definitely have your sparkle oh so what does happiness mean for you guys and and you know because I think it's so important to know what it is so you can actually go find it so what what is happiness for you um oh my goodness i think it evolves over time to be honest i think as i for certainly for as i've got older it's about honestly being grateful for what i have right now rather than always striving and pushing and pushing for the next thing hoping that one day it will make me happy because happiness is an inside job i know that's really cliche but it's so so true and i've spent my entire life striving like the warrior women that a lot of us are carrying on going on and going on and actually we don't rest and let happiness catch us up because it's trying to catch us up and we just we just need to stop and realize that abundance is here already and we don't need anything extra to make us enough i would i would totally echo that i mean just being grateful all the time even when it's hard being grateful um it would sound a bit cliche maybe but fostering self-love learning to love yourself more so when you love yourself more you'll find you can give more as well 
Um, so those have been my two thoughts. Learn to love yourself more and just learn to be grateful for what you have in your life in the here and now. And then you find so much flows from that that's so wonderful. Yeah, not trying to push too hard. Not trying yeah, to push not too striving. Hard. I agree. Striving is is a killer of happiness. But yeah, I mean, happiness is an inside job. I absolutely agree. And, and learning to love yourself is is important but thank you guys for coming on the show you are an absolute inspiration i'm sure for so many listeners that you know there is love out there guys don't give up hope i know it's scary but you know these guys did it and they have found <laughs> it and they're working hard at it but it is amazing to see your love your energy and thank you for all the amazing work you're doing with people do guys go and check out the midlifementals.com to find out more about james and claire's eight-week program and thank you so much, guys, for joining me. And I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one -on -one coaching with Sara Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sarah's gift. Then join us on the next episode. Yeah,